Running? On running. So, good morning and good evening, folks. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. My name is John. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome, folks. Hope you all had a good week. Jeremy, how, how have you been doing this week? All right. I've uh, just been a new level of craziness, but other than that, it's fine. So, it's all good. So We always want to try to achieve that every week. Uh, yeah. Mine's been new levels of figuring out how to balance insomnia. <laughs> I got you. I'm just in, been there and done that. So always fun. Before we started the the, the recording today, we were trying to compare levels of sleep for certain hours. So that might be that might be a good subject later on to talk about. Is uh, how much sleep do you need in order to actually do karate? <laughs> yeah. But uh, today, we're going to get into talking about kata and the order it is taught and or practiced in and things around that. So um, I guess the one thing we can approach this topic with is curriculum. Yay. No. <laughs> okay, fine. You're talking about curriculum. Well, okay. I, I said I said that and I'm like, wow, that sounded about as flat as a dull dull cowbell or something, you know. I was like, holy cow. No, I mean if there is one thing karate needs more of, it is cowbell. Yeah, exactly. Um but, but uh, yeah, it it's it, it's it's kinda like almost like the the subject that everybody likes to go to and nobody really wants to talk about is curriculum, you know. So a lot of right. times and I, it both the the idea of kata order directly proceeds from this, right? Um, yeah. But at the same time, somewhat, I, I was talking to somebody who who I've who is very very strong and knowledgeable about karate one time, and this person just looked at me. He's like, "Look, you can write whatever you want down on a piece of paper. It doesn't matter. It what matters is what 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 ends up getting practiced." Um, and this is the person who was leading class and was literally looking at the walls, being like, what's the next kata? And has had like 30, 40 years of training. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I guess I guess one way of getting into this in terms of pedagogy, you know, how obviously it kind of depends on your style, right? Because we don't we are largely surete practitioners. No, yeah. Oh, I got you. I mean, I, I guess, I guess my thought on it is, what are you trying to accomplish, and what foundation are you trying to build? Mm. And I mean, you look at different styles, and you know, like, like the one we're probably most familiar with, we mainly start off with non chicatas, right? You know, the sideways katas, the uh, techie, uh, what, basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of styles start off with hangon or pinyon katas, you know. And, or even they start off with like what they consider um, basic katas. They're considered like eye pattern katas, the fukugata katas, or the uh, takiyoka katas. Yeah. It, whatever yeah. variation they're in. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen some schools, you know, try to develop, you know, hand and foot type coordination, whether you're doing like 
Saison stances, horse stances, cat stances, or a mix of all of them, you know, just to try to get get that flow going of, you know, hand and feet going together. And I, and I, I can see that, and I can definitely appreciate that, you know, and it may not even be something that's a traditional kata. It may be something, hey, look, we found, you know, maybe the instructor's like, look, I like to teach this way, I like how how hand hands and feet work together doing it you know boom 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 you know a b c d you know just to get somebody going and just and and, and that's cool I, I i mean i i don't i never had a problem with that i always thought that was okay you know that's one way to really kind of introduce something a little different right and i think that's well, and then goes into the question of whether katas are, are necessarily meant for basics or katas are meant for style, if that makes sense. Like this kata represents the techniques that we're trying to pass on in the style, as opposed to just this is how you block, this is how you move, this is how you move your feet, this is how you kick, X, Y, Z, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, if, if you're teaching... I mean, whatever you're teaching, this is just kind of something I've kind of, I guess, been handed down to from other instructors that I've worked with was what were you building? What are you trying to build as far as your foundation uh, uh, in a student? Is it is it, you know, historical lineage or is it fundamental to actually helping that person understand what they're doing in in a you know in an offensive way or or you know in, as a practitioner you know I, or the other way is is what's the best way you can actually teach it so that everything kind of builds off each other and so I think I think that's probably one of the latter topics we'll probably talk about more so than than right up front but. I've always thought, what foundation am I building? Right. Am I building a solid foundation? You know, and I think, I mean, if you look at how a lot of, a lot of schools, a lot of systems do it, I mean, I, I think in some ways they, they follow, you can kind of see what kind of foundation they're wanting to build. I mean, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, perfectly. And I think this, it, any way someone tries to configure a kata curriculum, right? And then even importing other things into that, that sort of curriculum, is, they, they would normally have a reason for it. I, one of the first instructors I started with, didn't have this problem and was very, very, they practiced five very basic foundational katas and then moved on to Seiyuchin, mm-hmm. which is a, like a Gojiru kata, which yeah. they were using for, you know, kind of just, a, I guess it was the Ishinryu version, not, not 100% on that. It was like the, I would say it's more, it was more of the bastardization of it. But regardless of that, at least having some sort of foundation was important. But I'm not necessarily sure if it's necessary between basics and kata training. Um, 
I don't think it's necessarily controversial to say that. Now, how... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm good. Go right um, well, I, I wouldn't say more... I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, kind of the basics, but more... Ba- I would say more taking your basics, putting in the kata, and then developing technique. Right. I, I mean, it just kind of, you know, just progress that a little bit further. It, it, I, I think, I think some schools stick with basics, kata, kata, basics, and they're missing the big picture of it. Right. If that makes, if that makes sense. If you're not trying to really develop technique and really develop how you're working with it, you're losing a lot of what you're really trying to accomplish. You know, whether it's, you know, kick, punch, kick, punch, you know, whatever, if that's all you're really teaching and not how to use it, you're missing a lot in, in the transfer of knowledge. And, and at that point, what are you truly, I mean, the question you got to ask, what are you truly developing? What are you trying to build with your students, with yourself, with your school, with your organization, if, if that makes sense? Yeah, perfectly. And to kind of, to, re- to illustrate your point, uh, the basics that I had learned from those, like, kind of initial, like, quote unquote, basic katas were really good. Those were good basics. Um, if I didn't, if I didn't practice those cut, I don't think I would have had the basics that I did. Um, even though I think today we would disagree with them. Um, but then kind of those kata then say Yuchin do not go, were not like, was not necessarily a good pairing together because one doesn't prepare you for the other and the other, it goes off in an entirely different direction is that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's, it's missing exactly what you're talking about, integrating the kind of basic foundations into in kind of a, making a natural progression into what you're working on with Kata. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, without that foundation, what, what are you leaving the student with at that point? And, and that's, that's kind of my point is like... It, one of the things I always took to heart was a conversation I had with my first instructor, Robbie. And he, he basically said, my goal is whenever somebody walks in my school, they're better off when they walk out. Mm. I Whether think that's most instructors want that. Well, I mean, it was just very, it was very succinct, to the point, direct, and had a very clear goal done. Right. Yeah, and, and so I, I've always taken that, I've taken that to heart. Like, and, and I guess that's one of the things he ingrained in me. And so therefore, every time I teach, like whenever I teach somebody, I want to make them better one way or another, whether it's, you know, whether it's through a lesson in wisdom, maybe it's, you know, maybe it is technique. Maybe it's thinking about things a little bit differently. Maybe it's teaching them how to analyze stuff. I want them to be better, and therefore, I need to have some foundation to build off of. So that's just me. And that might be where people th- people get confused when they look at kata that they they, they that where they have a 
big difference between the two things is they don't understand that their basics are going to go into their kata and they don't understand that the techniques they practice in kata come directly from their basics. Right. If they're That's... not, then they need to re-examine what's going on, what they're doing. Right. I, I, I mean, like you, like, I'll, I'll just go on about, um, you probably remember when I did this, um, when my mom passed away, what was it, six or seven years ago, um, it, 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 it really bugged me because I, I wasn't mad at the world, but I really, I, I don't know. I mean, for almost all my life, it was always mom and me, you know, dad, I grew up in a military family. And so basically dad was off either being deployed or sent some exercise or something. And mom was there, you know, it was mom and me. That was basically it right. um, most of the time. And when, when she passed away, it really, really left a hole, just, just left a space in my life to where it was like, you know, what, what next? You know, I'm like, and in some ways I really felt, you know, what, what next? What, what about my martial arts training? You know, I mean, I was, I was to a point where I, I really didn't care too much to train a whole lot. And I took, I took almost a year and went back and said, you know what? I need to just, just do one thing in martial arts and really learn from it. And so I took that year and just mainly did Nahanshi Shodan every day for almost a year. Mm. And really, I mean, not just did it, but studied it. Why am I doing things? Why am I doing this? What what comes out? Yeah, you know, and I mean, I would do it, and I wouldn't even think about it. It's not like, okay, I do this, I do this, do this, do this. I was like, I just you know, just go do how it would come out naturally, and then look back at it. It's like, why am I doing this? Where is this coming from? How is this getting in here? And it goes back to your point. I really learned how whenever it naturally comes out, you're going to have little nuances come out in that kata that, that okay, hey, these are, these are coming from techniques. These are coming from basics. These are coming from, you know, just different things that you've seen or, you know, or even, okay, this, this part is very similar to this kata. And just maybe a little, a little twist in what naturally comes out. And yeah. you know, and, and I was very thankful that I did it. But I also now understand, after doing that, I understand my foundation of how I do kata, how I teach it, why I teach it a certain way, things like that. And if that makes sense, I, I didn't mean to go completely. On a roundabout, but in a way, I thought it was kind of an important point here. Right. So again, I guess the question would be then. So in the in the kind of I hate how English makes us it makes it say style or system or something like that because in <laughs> Japanese is ryuha. Like, uh, but um, in our particular style, we have at least for for our quote unquote basics twelve. So if you started. 
that's the first kata you worked with. So yeah. I guess the question would be, would it matter, do you think, if you worked on something maybe in the middle of that or even at the end of that, if you worked on a different kata for the same amount of time, just a different one? I, I think for what I was looking to accomplish, I think it would have been completely different. I don't think it would have accomplished what I wanted or what I was looking to accomplish. Okay. And that, that was to get, get fundamentally, foundationally sound. Where, where am I at? Why am I doing these things? What, what's going on? And, and in, in a nutshell, it also spilled over into what I did in my professional career too. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing, you know? So it was, it was just a really interesting year of introspection and stuff. So, yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people ask, like, why do we do kata and karate? I mean, that's kind of the reason. But, but I mean, for me, it was to look at that foundation. Now, if I was to look at a different kata, since since basically we start off with not shodan, right? So Techie to me, shodan. that 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 was that was the foundational kata of the system you right. know foundational of, of of what i practice um but if i would have picked another kata i i think i think i could have produced the same results if i would have done that first okay. if that makes sense yeah. So in other words, I have that foundation, therefore now I can relate it to whatever I want or however I can see that foundation. If I wouldn't have done that, then I, th I think I would have had, I would have had some gaps in knowledge. I would have had some gaps in training. I would have had some gaps in a lot of whys and, and whatnots. I'm like, why am I doing this? I mean, it might have been answered eventually, but I, I don't think I would have had a clear understanding why, if that makes sense. No, yeah. it does. I guess the, then, then, I guess the question is then, are some, do we think that some katas are more foundational than others? And so, and therefore they need to be started earlier than later in that regard, not only in terms of teaching and, pre but also in practice and kind of getting to a point where it would be all right for us to, you know, once we know this kata, we can do this kata, but we can't do this kata without that kata, right? I, I do think there is some some things to that. I, and I've kind of broken it up just, like I said, this is just my personal view. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't say beginner, but, you know, I would say nov you got like novice katas to, to work with. There are certain katas that yeah, you should stick probably with beginners. You know, people are just starting. And then, you know, as you gain in knowledge and understand movement, you understand you understand a little bit more what you're doing, then you start adding what I like to consider more intermediate kata. And that would be probably, I would say, some of the latter... Probably maybe the 
Nanchi Sandan, uh, Last of the Pinon Katas, Tamari Saison. I would say those are more your intermediate because really you're looking a little bit more, a little bit more on your footwork along with, you're, you're putting more into it. In terms of movement and stuff like that. So yeah. I guess in, the, in, in that understanding, minimal movement at the beginning and then more movement as you, as you progress. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people from different, you know, systems think that, you know, your Nahanshi and Teki Katas are, are basically, you know, intermediate to advanced. And, and in some ways I can kind of see that as well too. Um, yep. and, and then I would say probably your more advanced katas would be more like your Pasai, Kusanku, uh, in our system, Nisei Shi. Goji uh, Yeah. Chinto. Yeah, Chin, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I think there, you do need to, you do need to build up in those areas, you know, how somebody structures it, it's up to them, but. Right. I, but I, I think building that foundation, if you've got those levels and have them clearly defined, or at least for the most part, mostly defined, then I, th I think that's, I, I think that's definitely viable because then you're building off one another and therefore you're, you're you're building knowledge off of everything else that you've learned. Exactly. And I think that's that's an that's a really important point, especially when you're when you're trying to lead a group of people or even just one or two people to kind of where you are, you have to kind of you have to go look back. It's like, why did I learn it that way? Mm -hmm. Maybe you do need to ch change that up. Right. Because how many people do we know start with Pinon Shodan? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot, I mean, a lot of, and what we consider PN Shodan, others Lord. consider RPN Ninon. And so there's a... Oh, Lord, that wonderful controversy. Well, we're not getting into that. <laughs> oh, no, well, there's a Shodacon listeners. So. Well, hey, hey, you know, I, you know, I respect that. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, yeah, I, I think... You know, Peon Shodan or Peon Nidon and Heon Shodan is, I mean, yeah, that's a very, very good basic kata. I mean, there, there's, I mean, it's not, yeah, I mean, a little bit of everything, but it's not, not so advanced to where you're going to get lost very quickly. So it's not bad. I mean, we roll it back to why those were created in the first place. Not that not the Naihachi katas. Right. But if you roll it back to why Pinyon is Pinyon in the first place. Some people want to like claim it was like some guy in a cave named Chatan created these two which it probably has some truth to it, but Itozu created them for what? For who? Um this is this is what my understanding was is the the, the pinyon katas were developed for, and, and I mean I could be wrong. Don't don't hammer the comments or anything like that. I mean if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Bring it. Bring them all. Bring them all. Uh, I mean my understanding was is that those were those were designed to teach 
military personnel very, very quickly how to strike quickly and fast, efficient, you know, in, in the case of hand-to-hand combat. And if you look if you look at the katas from that point of view, because I'll be I will be the first one to say for the longest time, I did not appreciate those kata at all. I, I did not like them. I just didn't. You didn't okay. like the peons. I did not like the peon cause. I really didn't. Until somebody explained it to me that way, and I looked at it from a different perspective. Now, it could be completely wrong, and I'm fine with it. But you know what? After I got that perspective, I had a lot more appreciation for those kata, and I actually did them a little bit differently after that explanation. Yeah, so, I think that that's a good explanation. It is more or less accurate. The only little foil to it is it was meant for school kids to learn them, at least from what, again, from what I understand. Again, yo, bring it, comments. Come at us, internet. So, um, anyway, the, it was meant for school children to build them up to be better service people in the army so they have a better they actually have a grounded basics training already that where they where they just join the military and not have to worry about at least doing doing that kind of training again yeah so it, there's a letter i guess we're gonna have to do an itozu episode now but um all right cool sweet not right now um i don't feel like doing that research on the fly but there is a letter out there where Itozu basically was just like, these are the reasons why everyone needs to learn karate. Um, it's your but it's it's basically your BuzzFeed 10 Reasons Why article today. But I mean, it's not not wrong. Um, but I I would agree with you that I think that there's there's a there's a deep value to them. Um, I don't know necessarily how they should fit in with a basic curriculum i think it is it is not a dumb move to make them the first things people learn no absolutely not but but this this begs this question right um this is something i've always had a kind of a quandary on because we we've we've worked with lots of different people and kind of lots of people different people have different ideas on how they begin people with katas right right and i've had i've had an experience where like i've learned five kind of Kind of like the 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 preschool ver pre, like like baby's first pinyon katas like the stripped down version of of the pinyon yeah. katas um, yeah. called the takayuka katas. But um, if they're just meant for basics, are they only to meant to be practiced for basics, or are they meant to be practiced as things on their own? Right, because like. For example, Goja Shiho or um, Pasai or Kusanku, which a lot of a lot of the techniques from Kusanku end up in or are in the pinyons. Right. Are those meant to be practiced? Those katas seem to be meant to almost be solo arts within themselves. Well, I, I think the answer is yes on, on that. It, it's, it, it can be either or. And right. it goes back. It goes back to. It's interesting. I, I had a conversation. I, I teach also a 
I'm an adjunct professor also at a local university. I teach one class in computer science. And I was having a conversation this week that really relates to this um, with one of my students. And it boils down to, you know, he goes, well, what am I, how am I going to apply this out in the real world? I told him, like, look, here's the deal about education. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of. Is it all-encompassing? Is it all-knowing? No. But what you put in is what you're going to get out. And I, I think that way with all these comments. If you train your students to put in certain things and look at it from a certain perspective, and historical perspective is included in that because I think that's important. And I think it was very important because that's when I saw, saw that difference, I changed the way I did it. Right. And I changed my intent. Right. Bottom and and I, I see, you know, I see college students and like, I just want an A. Well, do you not want to learn anything or just do you want me just to put an A down on your grade card and just be happy? I mean, what 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 do you want? What do you want to get out of it? That's the whole focus of it. And so so if you look at kata, should it be just basics? Should it be should it stand alone? Should it be a part of something more? Yes. I mean, it's it's kind of all because technically, you know, I can train in a pinyon kata and just work on my basics. Right. Or I can train in a pinyon kata and work on actual technique. Or I can do it to supplement techniques off of another kata, and that'll be something else I'd, I'd like to talk about here before too long, too. So, right now that that goes into that that goes into something a little a little a little more not a it's a little more above my pay grade, but definitely in your pay grade. But uh, I mean, I, I can I can kind of pretend to be in the room for it. So my pay grade is about janitor. So good. Oh come on! If I'm if you're a janitor, I'm the guy who screws in the light bulb. <laughs> but work. no, I that that's one hundred. I I'm one. I believe what you're saying is one hundred percent correct. In in that also makes me feel like, well, it's probably also the kid probably wants an A because he's got to take too many classes in I don't know ten weeks, twelve weeks, thirteen weeks, whatever. And so he's got to cram all that in and also impress mom and dad and or, you know, make his loan money worth it. Makes me think that we should base college credits on how much work you actually put into the class. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? Um, you know, like the old days, but anyway, where I'm old, so that's okay. Uh, I'm not that far behind. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, All right. the podcast almost crashed. Oh, no. No, no. no. Oh, okay. no. That means I need to get in the editing bay more this week. No. Okay. So I guess maybe I can, we can flip the script here a little. Um, okay. So we're, we're kind of talking about Kata Order. We've been, you know, for those just joining us on this podcast, if you just decided to click in the middle of the video to start listening. Um talking about kata order and getting to you know where we want to go with it could we instead of kind of going from a 
foundational level to a kind of a more advanced level and kind of seeing it that way, which many people do and many people use and I think is just as effective and useful. Could we just take one kata and practice somebody on it for as long as they need before moving them on to something else? And I'm referring something to something very specific from our kokoroe, our guiding principles, right? Yeah. I, I think the sad truth of it is, I think today's society is not patient enough to do that. Okay. I'll be perfectly honest. I, I think it's a cultural thing. I, now, I, I can be wrong, but I, I mean... Everybody, almost most people I've, you know, trained over, you know, last several years, you know, newer people. It's like, okay, I got this down. Okay, it's a checklist. Okay, I got it down. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move the next, move the next. No, it's, it's, it's like a crock pot. It's not a microwave. Okay, people, it's, it's going to take that quote from Dave Ramsey. I'm not trying to steal his. His deal either, but Who's he, he was huh? Who's huh? Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. You see that guy on Baywatch? No, he's the guy who's the big financial coach, and he talks about building wealth. It's a microwave, not a. It's a crockpot, not a microwave. So, yeah, and I mean things like that. And I, I, I'm not trying to steal his quote. Okay. Giving credit where credit's due. I'm not going to take that. Um, but. And the bottom line is, I, I don't think our culture will, will today's culture is too fast and everybody wants things now, 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 now. And, and it's like, I mean, I had, it's interesting, I had a conversation with uh, one of the parents that my daughter, daughters, they, they go to, they dance together. And so they're in dance. And, and so some kids, Move. They talked to the dance instructor, and they moved up like two or three classes. And and I decided, you know what? Let's just go in progression and let let my daughter build build her foundation. That was kind of my point. I'm like, let's let's have her build her foundation before she gets all burnout and all this other stuff. And why is she not advancing? And you know, and she she was kind of. A little bit upset because she wasn't with all of her friends. She's with some of her friends, but not right. all. Of them. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I'm trying to explain that to, you know, an eight, nine year old. It's, it doesn't always go well, but I, I think in the long run, I think it's a better thing. And it's also trying to teach her a little bit of patience as well, too. So, um, I mean, it, it, I, I don't think it just shows up in in karate and martial arts. I, I think it shows up everywhere. So, well, and then so is there a way of re, re, reteaching that in in culture? Because I think that's I think it's I I don't think we're 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 so far away from it. I I know when the when the those words were written, they were probably dealing with that problem, and that's why they were writing them. Right, like they don't want people to move move on and advance too quickly, especially if that was written at that time. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it probably 
there's probably some, but I, I, I think our, I think society and culture today is moving at such a pace that, I, I, I mean, it, it would literally have to be a complete culture. I mean, you, you would have to really, really, I, to be perfectly honest, I mean, that, that's a topic that could take years to try to even come to an answer to, but yeah. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't see that changing. I mean, I see, I see. Because we, we weren't the, raised like right? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't even come up like that. I don't. I don't think anyone in the last hundred years has really come up like that. No, and and what's interesting is, you know, it, it's it's funny because I mean, I go back to my old basketball coach from high school. He he'd always get us to calm down, and he always referred to a story and I I'll, I'll say it a lot cleaner it was like you know when you have two bees and they're they're hovering over a field of clover and um, you know the young bee taps the old bee on the wing and says hey let's zip down there and just get get some pollen and make some honey you know the old bee stops and's like son you got a lot to learn you need to slow down we're going to take our time. We're going to get all the pollen. We're going to make however much honey we want. And so, in 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 the long run, I think that kind of lesson needs to be taught in culture today. And it's it's not. And I mean, I see that even in my industry. I mean, people are go 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 go. I was like, stop, slow down, stop, slow down, stop, slow down. Oh, we got to make this stop, slow down. So. Yeah. No, we need unchecked, unchecked, un, un, un uh, what's the word? We need unchecked, undivided growth, right? That's yeah. what, that's what a lot of people want, right? Yeah. But that's not how anything like a plant doesn't just grow overnight. A plant takes right. time to grow. Trees right. just don't grow overnight; they take time to grow. Kids don't grow. I make this joke with my the little kids I teach, where they want to high five me, and I just say, "Grow, grow." Yeah, grown up. Well, too bad. So yeah. you don't get a high five. So, yeah. but that's kind of the thing where it's just like, even though we have that kind of culture, the reality, it's the unspoken reality of that. Now you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to take your time more. And right. I think there's a, there might be a possible way. Um, the, what I'm referring to, gang, is an old kokoroi, an old guiding principle. I don't, I think it was written by Itozu. Might have been, might not have been. Keep on hearing different stories on it, but basically saying, um, in the, a long time ago, people only learned one kata for three years, right? And this goes back to a lot of different uh, things I've seen in from Japanese culture where three years become a master on something. You take three years to work on one thing and you become a master of it. Now, if your kata if your kata list is extensive, yeah. well, here's to your long life. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think that that goes right back into what you were saying. Uh, how what you were doing with the study in the hachi, even if it was just one year, you can then reapply it to other things. Right. And so, because you slowed down and looked at one thing. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I think so, we're talking about God order, but well, well, I mean, I, I think we're talking about God order, but I think also we're we're talking about the importance of you know with that order. I mean, it comes responsibility with with great order comes st- great responsibility. Well, yeah, I mean, but it also comes to comes to where it's like you should pay attention to what you're studying as opposed right. to worrying about what's next on the checklist. Right. And, and every, everybody's guilty of it. I, I'm guilty of it. I, I'm guilty of it. Everyone's guilty of it. Yeah, I mean, but I think, I think it's stuff you have to work through too, so. Well, it's also finding the balance because we have all we have all we have more information than we've had ever, right? Yeah, we have more we have more katas than we can shake shake a stick at. Exactly, and we've got like stick katas now and all the other sorts of katas. Um, I guess it kind of ends up us ends up going into talking about weapons and if we can yeah. maybe maybe quick I don't know quickly talk about it or not, um, because it's not just karate it's kobudo. Yeah. So to me, they're the same thing. I know to you, they're the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely part of part of training, definitely. So, so then, I guess, kind of shift into the final. I don't know phase of the final phase of 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 this subject is, in what order, should we teach Kobodo? When should it happen? How should it happen? Right? Can it be ordered? Could it be paired well with, you know, from the ground up or not? Because you've had an interesting, interesting experience with this, and, and I've had a experience with it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can, I can also, I mean, because there's technically there's eleven weapons in our system. With with us, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. That's that's associated with us and i i i'm at least proud to say that one of the things i wanted to accomplish was is i wanted to at least learn one kata from each one of those weapons now did i want to get great at each one of them no but i wanted to know about each one of those weapons right and so um so my perspective is I do think there there's an order, but there's a flexibility to it. Okay. Um, I think I think most of these kata, these weapons are shared. I think the only thing we it's better to say the only thing we don't do is what is it? Timbi, Rochin, and I want to say. Oh yeah, the. Uh, what is it? The the sickle and chain. Oh yeah, the oh the. Kodesagama, but there's also like an Okinawan version of it where it's just all metal and it's a metal spike. Yeah. So yeah. like, like super esoteric Okinawan weapons, like we're would love to talk to people who who practice them and, and know what the, what that's like, but kind of more. I think the most esoteric we get is Nantibo Manjusai. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that, but sorry, I, didn't I, mean to stop your flow there. No, 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 that's, that's all good. But I mean, um, I think I think there is 
like I said, I think there's a grouping and there is some flexibility in it. And with that, I think you look at more, I'd say, beginner level weaponry and kind of, I guess a lot of things that that I carry on today are things that I learned from, from my first instructor, Robbie, which was basically first weapons you should learn should be one weapon, two hands. So you're not trying to do, do too much at one time. So bow, Joe, Nunchaku, those were the three ones and not necessarily in that order, but those were the first three that I learned. Um, okay. And since his, his, he was, his his weapon of choice was Nunchaku, so guess what? I learned Nunchaku first. Um, is it my favorite? No. Um, do I enjoy it? Yes. I, I definitely still enjoy working with him, but it, it's not it's not exactly my favorite so and i'm fine with that but which i mean that made a lot of sense because you're trying not to control just just yourself but also a weapon which made sense right and so and then he moved into more your intermediate weapons which would have been um tonbo sai um tonfa I'm looking at my weapons rack now. I'm just making sure I don't miss something here. Um, yeah, I'd say probably those three, Tonfa, Tonbo, Sai, those would be the next three, which would be more your intermediate. And then probably your advanced intermediate or, yeah, I'd say probably advanced intermediate. I would say probably cheesy kumbo and uh, kama because now you're now you're adding a bladed weapon definitely and you could probably you could probably throw a on that in that mix and then i'd say probably your your specifically advanced weapons would be probably your ningte bow and your manji sai so right. I'll, I'll say those two were the hardest those were the two hardest weapons I, I learned. And I mean, I'm glad I finally did, but, um, but yeah, they, those were really hard. So do you think that should, that pairing should go along with, we hate to, to even go on this here, but like, it's like into the Q into Don rank, or even if we don't talk about that, just in training, do Bo or Joe or, or Nunchoke from your example, Doing Bojo or Nunchaku when you first start training with open-handed, then kind of slowly progress the same way, kind of in a dual system, or kind of t- they're paired together, as it were. Well, I've always kind of looked at it, try try to match it up, right? Try to match up match up your weapons with with your empty hand. I mean, how how I can teach one and the other, but I, I did like what how Robbie had it the very first was you really couldn't work with weapons until you were at least an orange at least at least had about nine months to a year of training hmm. and, and got used to what you were doing and not not try to rush 
Russia training and and start working with weapons right off the bat. So right. I, I think that made I, th- I think that made a huge difference as well too. So yeah, I mean that's that's also like it's interesting that he that he can he calls nunchaku one weapon with two hands, right? I always yeah. feel it was like two, it's basically a tombo, well not tombo, tombo with with a rope attached to it. Yeah, but I mean, it is one weapon. It, it it technically is one weapon. You know, I mean, technically. Now you work with it a little bit differently, obviously. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. It. I mean, to me, that always made sense. Kind of grouping them into that order. Did I learn them quite in that order? Mm, pre- pretty close. Um, right. I did. I did learn Nunte Bone before I learned Aku. I, I did that. I did, um, which may, and, and maybe I had a different appreciation or a different perspective on with AQ if I would learn that first as opposed to Noontable because things things came very very quickly with AQ for me. But there's a lot of similar there's some similarities to them. So it's like okay, that movement's this, and you just kind of roll with it so hmm. but yeah. i mean that, that that was just that was just my experience so but, mine was essentially whatever weapon i actually had i'm going to learn the kata for yeah no, until I, I was basically forced to start buying new weapons no i, I understand that yeah so I, I mean yeah that that was pretty much that was pretty much the progression i took with it and i mean there's definitely different different thoughts and stuff like that and that's cool um but i i i do agree you know one weapon two hands you can control a lot easier than you know start i i don't know how i would have done trying to learn psi right off the bat i, I think i would have <laughs> i probably would have impaled myself a couple times more than normal but um right so I, I do I do agree with that that I think I'm gonna be a traditionalist here and say bow is probably your best bet, but I think bow and tombow are probably your best bet to start with because that way they're 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 kind of the easiest weapons to get a hold of. Or bow, also, bow, and, bow and Joe. Bow and Joe. Yeah. And but I also think what is it, Tombow, you can kind of because yeah. I've got the the because Phil- I got a little Filipino Arnese in me. Yeah, um, I, oh, I I I feel like that you can use that to to do a lot of different stuff off of. Yeah, that necessarily just people who have just a straight up. You your yours is much different than others that I've seen, but people who have a very and this goes into a different topic, but um, people who just have a very straight. I did a kata for bow. Oh look, I'm doing a a, a kata for sai. Oh look, I'm doing a kata for nunchaku. Right, they don't really but, understand how those weapons kind of kind of function and and work in real time, as opposed to just you know working with them. Right. So not necessarily in kata wise, but no, 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 I, I agree one hundred percent. Yes. So. Cool. Well, anything anything else you want to say on in terms of order? Well, 
as far as weaponry or or just in general in general weapons i i think one of the things it, it it's interesting one of the things that i i took i'll i'll go back to some of the things that robbie taught me one of the things that he he showed and i i talked to him a handful of years ago you know maybe four three four years ago and i asked him how he created this and what he did is he created a way to put like we have 12 basic kata we put he created a way to put all 12 of them together so that you could see everything together hmm. you know done in one way and so in that aspect one of the things and he he basically said look i i did that as kind of a training exercise to kind of change it up instead of you know you, you do first kind of second kind of third kind of fourth kind you know instead of just changing you know change that up to where it's like you know now you're mixing it all up right and i've got order to chaos right but i think one of the things that it, it it's always helped me was i can see how a Nahanshi kata relates to Pasai that relates to a Pinyan kata that relates to Nisei Shi and how you can kind of take this little bit over here, this little bit over here, and this little bit over there and make a whole technique out of it. Right. Now, I, you know, after talking with him, I don't think that was, I, it might have been his intent, but I don't think he totally meant to do that. But that's one of the things that's helped me along the way. So, and through my training, so. No, and that, I think if you can, you know, I think that's the mark of somebody who's able to kind of move, move it on yeah. as it were, right? Not just deciding order. This is how I'm going to teach the thing I was taught. Um, yeah. That's good. But then when you can take it and kind of remake it in, in a way that's fresh and, and kind of adds new, new life to, to it, than what what was done before, and then that kind of passes on to your students. Yeah, um, I think that's I think that's more than valuable, and also yeah. expresses to them that's like you can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I I think that really that changes up just, but you have to have whatever base you're going to have, and then, right, exactly. So I mean, and that's a combination of basic, advanced, intermediate you know, different, different cars that way. So cool, man. cool beans, cool beans. Um, the only thing I might have to end with that is that order is important, but you have to, you don't necessarily need to stick to the order you were taught, but if you're teaching and even, and even with different people who you teach, you don't need to stick to necessarily the same order because each per each person you're going to teach is different and that's going to be different depending upon if you teach a big school or you teach privately or whatnot right. but um you can experiment try out different orders see what what works best do what jeremy did spend one year doing something so yeah you'll, you'll definitely learn a lot i mean not just about the color you'll learn about yourself so kind of interesting so cool jeremy what are you up to this this week for training um, 
You know, it's interesting. Um, last couple of days, I've I've actually been working a little bit with Joe, and I I really hadn't worked with it in quite a while. So it's kind of like, you know, just giving me a fresh perspective. So it's kind of kind of interesting. So I I'll probably work with it a little bit more than probably move into either Aku or. I'll go back to working with Cy again. So, one of the, some, somehow I'm going to tie something from Joe because I've always found whenever it's like, okay, I'm looking at something, I want to work with it and just kind of get a feel. And it's like, all right, what, what am I going to learn from it and move on to a different something else? So, cool. But, yeah, I'm actually. Going to retake up that pairing you were talking about. Because yeah. you taught me that a while back, too. And then I was digging through my notes the other day. I'm like, hey, there it is. So I'm going to try that, try that, try that to try to spark that up again this week. Um, okay. So actually, I was doing all that set faster, doing it in that order than doing it in the prescribed order on the curriculum. Yeah. So it is a good. Good way to get your foundations in in one day. It's like your steps. You get your steps in in one day. You get your foundation order in one day. Yeah. That's absolutely. just a lie invented by Apple, but that's all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> bring, it, bring it, Ghost of Steve Jobs. So. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other discussion. So. Well, y'all, thank you for listening. Um, oh. We'll do that later. But, um... Thank you all for listening. Uh, please remember to donate to uh, the Shuri Castle Fund. Again, uh, any little bit helps. And uh, keep on trend, folks. <laughs>